Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, people, we in the house again, and we're talking about modern-day classics, 2010 to the present. We're going to jump straight into it as soon as we do our social media plugs. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap P-O-D. That's Mix Era Rap Pod. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. Please follow us on those uh, platforms. Ask us any questions. Check us out. And we're going to start putting out titles of shows for our live show that's coming up very soon. Reaper, tell them where, you can, where they can follow you on social media. As always, you can follow me at the 313kid, T-H-E 313-K-I-D, Twitter, Instagram, WeChat, Mixcloud, if you like DJ Mixes. All right. So for tonight's show, again, like we said, we're getting ready to get into the modern day classics, 2010 to 2020. We're going to let Reaper take us into this and give us a little explanation on what we're talking about. And we're going to get straight into it. Reaper, take it away. So, you know, people love to, in the hip-hop community, love to argue or have discussions about classic hip-hop albums. But it's a common thing when you hear people talk about classics. People say Illmatic from Nas, which is 1994. People Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, 1993. Come Forward a Little Bit, Jay-Z, Blueprint, 2001, or Jay-Z Black Album, 2003. But in my experience, it seems like... People never talk about hip-hop classics, the record, the whole album, post-2009. Maybe you'll get some T.I. in there, King, 2006, 2007. Maybe you'll get the beginning of Drake, So Far Gone, 2009. But it seems, like I said, it stops right there. So today, we're going to have a discussion and talk about, are there any modern-day classics? Are there any classic hip-hop records from 2010 to the present day? So how y'all want to do this? I mean, everybody on the show has got a couple of things in mind. And uh, Kev, actually, tell the people one of your uh, arguments, if you will. So I, I guess first up on my list, what I consider the last great rap album from 2012, Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Right. And this is one reason that I passed to you, because I saw on the pre-show notes that you had that on there. And I'm going to say I wholeheartedly agree. Actually, when I saw it on your pre-show notes that you had it on there, I took it off my list, but it was on my list as well. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got some thoughts on it, but tell tell the people why you picked it. I think that it's, it's a, it tells an amazing story. It, 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 it's almost like a movie. I mean, it's it's not like... It doesn't go all over the place. I mean, each song is like right behind each other. It's like this happened and this happened and this happened. This is like this song and then this song, this song. And, you know, for someone, for someone even as, you know, 10 years ago to uh, to create an album like that, um, it's still kind of amazing because you don't really hear storytelling in all songs in in modern day rap. But I mean, like each song could hold its own. And I mean, I think, I think it was just, you know, it just showed, really showed his talent. I mean, you know, I've had debates with people about is section 80 better than good kid, mad city. And I'm like, 
he he rapped good on Section 80, but I mean, Good Kid, Man City was just the top level of his talent. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about Damn and the Pimper Butterfly, this new album he got out. Not, he, he, he never made anything better than this. I mean, his artistry, his creativity. I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't, for me, this is like the perfect album. And, and I don't think there has been anything better since he put this out. Right. And, and, and I think it's interesting to note too the, the deluxe edition. Then there's like a deluxe, deluxe and a iTunes special limited, you know what I mean? Track one. But they still all fit though. But it, it don't even feel like, it don't even feel like these bonus tracks don't fit. They still seem like they, it's like, it still seems like it's cohesiveness, even with the bonus stuff. Oh, I'm not saying uh, cohesion. I, I think it drags the album out a little bit. Yeah. I think uh, it's a little bit too long if you, because I love the recipe and uh, those other two songs, though, you can keep them. <laughs> but uh, track one should be Shireen, the intro, and then track 12 should be Compton. This is what we're judging properly. And yeah, it's. It's good, man. All the way through, man. It's and that, that's another big thing for me when we talk about classics. It's got to be all the way through. It's got to be every single track. Maybe you can get away with one because I won't lie to you. Sometimes I skip one love on Illmatic. Sometimes I skip it. Really? And sometimes I skip. Yeah. Sometimes I skip it. It's something about that xylophone. I don't. I don't like how it sounds. I don't. But but you know what. I- if if one love was the first song, I could I could probably understand, but I think it's placement on the album. I'm like it kind of, I I don't know. It's like I've heard albums like 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 when we did the um the double album thing, and I was like, yeah, Biggie had some 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 filler songs on that second disc, but I still play them. I don't skip them. I don't skip his filler stuff on that disc because. It still kind of fit to me, but I but I can see what you're saying though. Yeah, well, I'm for for this. I'm saying uh, no skips on here. Honestly, honestly, if I was gonna skip anything, I would skip the intro. I think the intro is uh, well. You know, what? I'll tell you why. So when I first heard it, because it's got the the talking and stuff at the beginning, and then the song starts. I don't know why, but the first two or three or four times I listened to it, I always just assumed that it was just going to be talking all the way through. So I clicked to the next song and then just went to Kill My Vibe. So I remember going back years later and I was like, what do you, because I was talking to someone, I was like, what do you mean? There is no first song. It's an intro. And then Kill My Vibe is the first song. They were like, no, man, it's a full song. (laughs) And so I had to listen to that song like years after it had been out. So to me, it it doesn't really match. Right. I mean, but I, I but I, I like I even like the intros though. E- even if the intros could be standalone, and I would still listen to them. I, like you said, it's no skip. Yeah, I, I think it's no. If I was gonna skip anything, it would probably just be the intro. But uh, what you what you say, uh, B Wise? You got something on this or no? Or actually, here, play uh, one of the songs, and then we'll come back and get B Wise. Uh, the first song up, I believe, is uh, Backseat Freestyle. No, that's what's up. Here we go. Uh, mine had a dream. Mine had a dream. Kendrick have a dream. 
All my life I want money and power Respect my mind or die from less shout I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower So I can fuck the world for 72 hours Goddamn, I feel amazing Damn, I'm in the matrix My mind is living on cloud nine And this nine is never on vacation Start up that Maserati and vroom, vroom I'm racing, popping pills in the lobby And I pray they don't find her naked And I pray you niggas is hating Shooters go after Judas Jesus Christ, if I live life on my knees Ain't no all right, that was Backstreet Freestyle. And I'm going to give my little two cent and just say that uh, no doubt that this was a a, a good album. I'm going to be the, the lesser of the uh, opinions on this. And I do not feel that there's uh, very many uh, classic albums in uh, the 2000s till current. So uh, I, even though I think that this is a brilliant uh, compilation of, of artistry, I skipped quite a few songs on this project and uh, I, I don't enjoy it as much as my co hosts do. And just say that. <laughs> you skipped you skip quite a few songs. There's maybe four songs on this song, on this album. I four songs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, well, here, wait, 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 wait. So, when's the last time you listened to it front to back? Last week. Are you serious? Ooh. Extremely. Something's wrong. So okay, so what's this? Something's wrong with your ears. <laughs> I'll give you one. So what's what I'll songs? I'll give you one. So wait, 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 wait. So what songs do you like? Let's go over that. Okay, I let me. I need a second to pull up the uh, playlist, and uh, we'll do a talk about it, and just say that. Kill your kill my vibe probably. <laughs> yeah, kill my vibe is first, or Shireen is first. Kill my vibe, backseat freestyle, art of peer pressure. Money Trees, Poetic Justice with Drake, Good Kid, Mad City with MC8, Swimming Pools, Drink, Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst, Real, and Compton. Yeah, so uh, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Two ones I do like. Money Tree, Poetic Justice, Swimming Pools, and you know, if, if you had to break my back, I would say uh, Mad City. That's it. You don't like backseat freestyle? Nope. You don't like Compton? Nope. <laughs> I think he's a brilliant artist. I just don't think that this, you know, again, it's it's it's, it's each person's opinion. I think Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly was a better album, but that's just me. Are you crazy? Again, it's just. Are you crazy? We can have a show where we argue uh, Kendrick's uh, discography, but I, you know, again, <laughs> it's just Kendrick doesn't have an album better than this one. And that's your opinion. And my opinion, the, the song that I put on was "To Pimp a Butterfly." The album I chose for the 2010s for Kendrick was "To Pimp a Butterfly." That's just me. Everybody is different. Okay, you up next? No, then. I'm not up next. <laughs> Why are you not up next? I'm not up next. That does not have. Why? The music is not is not is not in the platform that way. I'm sorry. Okay, who's up next then? The next person would be Reaper. All right, well, to just put a cap on that, uh, once again, y'all, that was... Well, no, because we're supposed to do two songs, so I need to... Uh, we need to move... Oh. Oh, then play the second song then. Okay, we'll move on to the second song. And here we go with the next song from Good Kid, Mad City. Pull up. Headshot. Sit down. Stand up. Pass out. Wake up. Fade it. Faded. 
Nah, I done grew around some people living their life in bottles. Granddaddy had the golden flask, backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels. Some people want to kill their sorrow. Some people want to fit in with the popular. That was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a vow soon. That I'ma get fucked up, filling up my cup. I see the crowd mood changing by the minute, and the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip, then somebody said to me, Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First, you get a swimming all right. And that was Drank from Good Kid Mad City. And let me just start this one off before the fellas jump in here and just say that again, I'm not saying that this is not a quality project. But if we're talking about albums that there are no skips, if that's a qualification for us talking about this, 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 this topic, then uh, again, there's no there's no album from 2010 to 2022 it doesn't have at least four skips there's not one <laughs> we're, we're not we're not i don't think we're it's it's the, the 90s the 90s classic is a rare era for any genre of music so that 90s no skip era we're never going to see that again it's going to be rare that albums outside of that period will have no skips but so we're just saying uh, what what we consider classics, and for me, a classic is just something that even if the filler songs or songs I don't really care about too much, if they just flow with the album, and I don't and I and I, and I still listen to them, that's a classic to me. So you know, if if it's like like you said, you you have about four four five skips. If you're skipping them, then of course you ain't gonna think it's a classic. But if I didn't care for them too much. I would still play them because I think they flow so well. So we're not saying no skips, but at least 70% of an album, if it's good, then you can might say it's a classic or 80 or whatever. No doubt. No doubt. Again, I'm not saying. I think that's a good way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not saying that what we're talking about this evening is not about uh, these, these, these songs are noteworthy. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, that I was not using that as a qualification as far as the, I, I chose the albums that I thought had the most quality music on them. Right. I mean, we just said, just say no skip to that album because that's how we felt, but we're not saying every album is like that on the list. I got you. So who's up next? Well, here just to, uh, Man, I, I was about to say something. It was on the tip of my tongue and y'all went left. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, uh, as far as the no skip thing, I was saying that was something that I use as a benchmark a lot of times to judge what's classic or what's higher quality. Um, but even on a lot of classics, there are some songs that I'll skip depending on my mood or like Kev said, that I just don't really care for. Not saying it's a bad song per se, but I just don't really care for it. Black album is like that. I don't like Threat. And uh, there's one or two on Blueprint that I skip sometimes, depending on my mood. But I would say the only, probably, yeah, we're, we're not talking about this stuff. We're talking about 2010s today. So to put a cap on it, people, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar from 2012. Shall we move on? Yep. And now we're moving on to Reaper's pick. And that was Mac Miller's Project Kids. And here's the first song from that that we thought was notable. Nice, 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 nice,
Hey, lace them up, lace them up, lace them up, lace them. Blue suede shoes stay crispy like bacon. Nikes on my feet make my sight look complete. Uh, I stay shining like the lights on the street in the night. Revis take me shopping when I'm up in New York. Hit the shoe store, go and cop a few more. You at the mall getting dinner at the food court. I'm in LA eating 22 course. Young boss, bitch, paper in my pockets. I got a closet filled with shoe boxes. Mom said my spending habit a little bit obnoxious. Oh, that was sweet, man. Uh, and that was Mac Miller with Nikes on my feet. If a Reaper doesn't mind, I'd like to jump in and just say that this was my introduction to uh, Mac Miller. And again, this was a beautiful attempt at artistry. And he did a very nice job. I think he got better as he got older in the game. But this was a very nice introduction for him. This was not on my list of uh, classic albums, but I really appreciate Reaper bringing this to us uh, as a classic album for the 2010s to present. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Reaper, take it away. Yeah, man, we we talk about uh, this bygone era of mid 2000s to mid 2010s where mixtapes, the mixtape game was almost overcoming the 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 proper album releases um we we won't spoil the the some of the other picks but so kids came out in 2010 as a or let me check the date what it does it have a date in front of you um i want to say it was 2010 maybe it was 2011 i think it was 2011 but it's not i don't have a number on it but um well check that out for me uh but uh, kids came out 2010, 2011 as a free mixtape. You could jump online, you know, websites like that piff live mixtapes and listen to it for free. And um, it's gotten re-released to Spotify over the last couple of years after, you know, making it more widely available for everybody to listen to. But sometimes when people are on the mixtape scene and they have freer reign, you know, this is not a chance for B B Wise to talk about his uh his uh record label argument. That's not where I'm going with this, but what I'm saying is sometimes when you have a mixtape, you know, you have more free reign or an uh, indie label. He was signed to Rostrum Records at the time, um, which gave him a lot of uh leeway to to do do whatever he wants. And sometimes it shows when people really have that creativity inside them. And like you said, I got uh introduced to Mac Miller through that as well. We actually were going to go down to Florida for spring break in 20, had to be 2011. Now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe it was 2010. I think it was 2011 though. It was 2010. August of 2010 is when the album came out. Okay. And uh, he was doing some songs down there. Well, that makes me wonder too, that if it came out in August, was he promoting it spring break 2010 or would that have been 2011? 2011. I think it caught fire at that point. Again, it- yeah, maybe later. Yeah. Cause he did have the videos and stuff on, uh, on MTV and stuff. They were playing that stuff heavily, but, um, it was really, uh, and again, we're going to talk about it, you know, after, uh, we play some songs and, and stuff too, but there were some people that was, that was sort of doing like a, an old school revival, I guess you could say, because that song is, is not boom bap, but it's sort of like newer school boom bap or whatever. And kids in the hall are out at the time and the cool kids. And then uh, what's his name would come out right after that from the West Side with Love. What's his name? Uh, Dom, Dom Kennedy. And uh, 
they were sort of on this like old school revival with like a new school flavor, man. And it was super tight. And again, like I told y'all, I'm, I'm big on lyrics, you know, especially coming out of that 2000s era where people was like rapping for real. Yeah, it was tight to just hear some people. I mean, his, I'm not saying he was doing metaphorical double entendre. That's that's not what this is. But he he got some real slick slick lines on this project, man. I I listened to it again front to back, maybe like two or three days ago. Man, it feels so good all the way through, man. Yeah, I think I think at that time it was so many young artists who were who weren't trying to be mainstream. Like you said, they had that freedom and. And they embraced that, you know, they kind of, like you said, that old school feel to it. So it was, ASAP Rocky wasn't that far behind Mac Miller. And look where he's at. And then, you know, that led to, you know, uh, Joey Badass years later. You said Dom Kennedy. It was so many young artists at that time that kind of, that these guys even, you know, they toured with and, and they did shows and, and jumped on that stuff and, yeah, it was, it was a good time, and, and it kind of gave you hope of where the music should have went to, but, you know, things happen. But, um, yeah, it, it's a um, this is a good choice. I actually forgot about it, um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad you brought it up. But, um, yeah, Mac Miller, I mean, he did kind of go that singing route later, but um, as a rapper, I don't know if enough people give him credit because he... he he, his albums were great. I mean, you know, he, he didn't have like a lot of good singles, but he had good albums, though. And it's sad that he, you know, he left so young, too. So, but yeah, this is a good choice, though. Yeah, that's what's up. Let's move on to the next song we thought was notable from the track. And that's Good Evening. And here we go. Subway going out Friday, then coming home Monday. From all directions, never find me on a one-way flight. But a rhyme just the icing on a cupcake, fuck face. My fans notice these other rappers is bogus. I'm super califragilistic, expialidocious, and the voice stay kicking incredibly dope shit. Make my mama proud, cause my clothes fit. Travel around the globe, bitch. On my Lewis Clark shit. Don't matter where I live, cause I can tell you where my heart is. I just stay on my side. Fuck where everybody at. Tell the planet peace, cause I'm gone. I ain't coming back. Oh, and that was Good Evening by our man Mac Miller. And I'm going to jump in again real quick and just say that uh, I, I felt what the other fellas were saying on the uh, on, on their uh, opinions about this project. For me, this was a continuation of Backpack Rap in its highest form. That's how I took this EP. I don't know if I don't know if you call it EP or album. But anyway, I thought Mac was a perfect representation of what it was. And I think other artists that followed him was like Asher Roth and some other cats that came out shortly after him. But I just thought that Mac Miller really represented the backpack gang in full effect. And I thought that he, uh, uh, his production, whoever he was using for his production at the time, I did not research it as well. Uh, they did a very good job of giving him some uh, quality, you know, boom bap ish, ish, boom bap ish tracks that uh really he was able to shine on and uh i, I missed the young man and 
again, if he was able to maintain what he wanted to do, I think that he would not have uh, shifted into his uh, kind of singing style. I think that he was really uh, wanting to be uh, accepted as a wordsmith because, again, there were some very slick lines on this album, like Reaper said. So I really appreciate this album. And again, just was not on my radar as a classic but definitely something that I have listened to in the past. So that, that's my two cents. Reaper, take it away. Yeah, man. I just like one of the, I mean, he's got a bunch of lines on the, on the record, but uh, one of the lines that has always stuck with me. And, and again, even years ago when I was trying to put people on to Mac Miller before any of the other stuff came out, like kids. And I want to say he did one before kids, but it's no one had heard of Mac Miller. This was before the videos and stuff was on MTV. And um, the line I always refer to, I think it's on Outside. He goes, uh, I'm Justin Bieber meets Jada Kiss. I'm fresher than your man, girl, but I'm whiter than a plate of grits. And I was just like, wow. what a!" And again, it's not the most profound thing, but it's just like, it's literally like who he was at the time. You know, like, I'm this white dude, but I'm spitting. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I keep it fresh, but... You know, I'm 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 not trying to be a pretender or anything. Yeah, like I'm I'm a white dude. I'm a white boy in this game or whatever. But yeah, it really takes me back to a good time. Like I said, spring break and all that stuff. And I used to listen to this this record a ton, a ton, a ton. And um, we'll see. Here I'm gonna say this, and we can move on. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think some, at least with my picks, sometimes when people are on that mixtape grind or on that debut album it's like you have you have to say or you have the opportunity to say whatever you want on debut albums because you've been waiting so long for this and sometimes you know that sophomore slump or once you get into the third the fourth sometimes you get better sometimes you don't sometimes people are exploring new sounds and sonically and blah blah but it's something about that debut album or that early mixtape era that shows the hunger a lot of times and sometimes you know, and along with hip hop being a young man's game, but sometimes a lot of artists, to me at least, die die down later in their career after maybe two or three, because that hunger isn't there anymore. And on uh, kids, man, you could feel the hunger. Even on Good Evening, like he he says it, like you know, never stop going in, never stop going in. Like you know, I want to write better raps to to show y'all that i can rap you know what i mean so put a pin in it there uh check that out y'all uh kids mac miller um it's got some references to kids the movie as well if you haven't heard the project um or seen the movie kids an outrageous movie but uh that's another conversation for another day also side note it's spelled it's an acronym so on some websites it's listed as kids K dot I dot S dot. So if you can't find it for whatever reason, maybe try that. Kids Mac Miller. But uh, yeah, what's up next? Uh, Want to be wise picks? I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, we're moving on to my pick. And uh, as a reminder for the old heads, I got to take a peek at what I what I picked <laughs> and uh, see where we are. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. And my first pick is from Watch the Throne. And that is uh, in words in paradise. Let's get it. So I ball so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me. 
first niggas gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't shit phase. And as we go, 0 for 82, when I look at you like this shit gravy. Ball so hard, this shit weird. We ain't even poke be here. Ball so hard since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho, I'm libo, to go Michael. Take your pick. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, Game Six. Ball so hard, got a broke clock. Rollies that don't tick tock. All right. Yeah, that was my pick uh, in words from paradise and in words in paradise. And uh, I'm going to slide it over to uh, Reaper and let him run this one. I believe the title is in words in Paris, but okay. (laughs) Paradise (laughs) in words in Paris. Thank you. (laughs) You know, what's funny, man. I didn't even think about uh, watch the throne as a as a classic. I think that's an interesting argument. I actually had the the opportunity to go to the Watch the Throne tour, and what a tour! It was an, it was an incredible show. But I will say I didn't I didn't like the album like that until I saw it live. It made the songs sound better, or I guess you know small intricacies that you don't hear when you just listen in on you know Apple you know earbuds that come in the box, but. Um, Hey, hold on. I'm pulling out the track list because I know there's one or two that I don't like, but I'm willing to listen to an argument for it being a classic, especially when we talk about modern day classics. Because, again, if it was classics all time and, you know, we had to do a, a neat list of, let's say, even 25, I don't know if I'd stick it on there because it would be stuff above it. But... um just post 2010 stuff. Okay, uh, lift off, new day. Actually, I'm I'm okay with this. If we just go to the 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 first song being No Church in a Wild, last song being Why I Love You, not counting the deluxe stuff. I don't really like the last two, Made in America or Why I Love You, but I'm okay with I'm okay with that being a classic. I'm okay with that. Kev, what say you? I say no. I disagree. I don't think it's not a classic to me. And I hear a lot of people say classic and throw it out there. It has some good songs, but just like overall, it just doesn't have that classic feel. You know, I don't know. It just don't feel classic to me. It's like like you said, it's sometimes you have to go to a concert to to experience things that you miss listening to the album. I still wouldn't. I still say no. I just still say no. Over, I mean, those singles was great, but overall, it's, it's just no. It's just I don't. It's just I don't know. It's just something about Kanye and Jay Z over a whole album didn't work for me, and I'm glad they never did a Watch the Throne too. Like I'm not pressed to see a Watch the Throne too. Yeah, I'm not pressed to see it either. But uh, so, what's your issue with the album then? It's just it's it's. I mean. I don't see classic. It's a decent album. I mean, it's decent. It's okay, but they've done better things on their own. Like, I don't know. It, I, I just feel like the great stuff was great, but everything else seemed like filler. So it's like, I'm, I think about five songs I might have liked, but everything else just seemed like filler. I don't know if all their energy went into like this, you know, the song you just played or the oldest song or, uh, What's another one? It's a it's another one, but I mean overall, I just don't get it. No, no, Trish in the Wild was okay, but it I don't know. It's I don't know. It just 
When, when's when's the last time you heard it though? Because because I don't know. I'm not hearing it. I'm not six months ago. I'm not hearing a super. I'm not hearing a super strong argument, man. I'm just saying. It's I, I don't I don't. But it's just it's not it's not because even like I'm looking at a song that I would try to skip. I don't. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think I would skip any of the songs one through ten. I don't think so. I skipped a lot. I listened to it about six months ago. I I was skipping a lot. Cause cause. No Church in the Wild is a, is a crazy strong open, and, and Frank Ocean was super hot at the time. And then Lift Off has the, the NASA thing, Beyonce's smooth with the chorus, Paris is right after that, Get Hype, Otis was the single, Gotta Have It with the Neptunes. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for that too much. Man, I gotta have it. It's crazy. Hello, 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 white man. Yeah, that's fire. And then maybe New Day, because it's got... A slower vibe right after two sort of or three sort of get hype tracks. Maybe you can skip that one. But uh and then that's I couldn't get I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. No. Right. Right. Like that like the strong like Otis, I feel like old Otis and in, in, in Paris like overshadowed damn near everything else on this album. All right. I mean that's that's a Cause gotta have it is fire, man. And then uh, that's my chick is fire. Welcome to the jungle. Oh, that was fire. Who gonna stop me? Dun, 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 Who gonna stop me now? And then it's got that beat switch in the middle. And then you got Frank Ocean again on Murder to Excellence. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I couldn't get into it at all. I'm not mad at that. I respect your opinion on this. I, I would say that. For, for me, that, again, uh, of 12 tracks, you know, it was not too many tracks. They were the three-minute, three mi- over three-minute style tracks. But in general, it was a quality project for the, for the 2010s to 2022, you know, 2022. And for me, again, I, I, I could, there's seven songs that I will never skip on this album. And for, 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 so as far as we've gone to today, there's not one album you guys have mentioned that I would not uh, listen, that I would listen to seven songs without skipping. And that's no diss to the songs you guys picked. I'm just saying for me, this album had seven songs I would not skip. They're not placed correctly, but in general, there's seven songs on a 12 song album that I would listen to. That is that that's noteworthy to me, man. I don't know about your opinion, man. You, the way you do, dog, good kid, Mad City, man. Again, I'm not trying to. <laughs> you dog, good kid, Mad City, man. Yeah, you did kind of. <laughs> I'm not trying to dog it. Count the number of songs in the album. Okay, all right. Be be wise. I got. I'm just uh, hold on, hold on. Let me just jump in. Count the number of songs on Good Kid, Mad City. Right. It's like twelve. Well, yes. Okay, go ahead. A little bit more. I think it's 14. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not I'm not looking at that particular track list. I thought it was 14, but I could be wrong. I think I think it's 13, 13 of the 13 tracks on that song. I would only listen to five. That's just me. I'm not saying that you can't listen to the whole album and enjoy it. I'm saying for me, there's five songs on there that I'll listen to over and over and over. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee you that on my back in the day, on my iPod, I have those five songs <laughs> on my playlist. And that's only the five songs. 
So that's just me. Shout out to iPods. That's what I'm talking about. Man. RIP to the iPod. <laughs> Man. So. So, okay. So my question is, Good Kid, Mad City, Watch the Throne, which one's a better record? Watch the Throne. Good Kid, Mad City. Oof. All right, man. I'm going to say uh, play the next song that you chose from Watch the Throne and uh, don't say that last sentence in a barbershop anywhere in the United States. <laughs> I've said it in a barbershop and I've actually won. I've literally won that argument in a barbershop. So here we go with the next song. Let's get it. I invented sweat, popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cat. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. New blows. Or the big face rolly, I got two of those. Arm out the window through the city, I'm a new slow. Cut back, snap back, see my cut through the holes. Damn, easy and hope. Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless stuff, man. I adopted these now I'm about to make them tuck their whole summer in. They say I'm crazy when I'm about to go dumb again. They ain't see me because I pulled up in my other bins. Last week I was in my other other bins. Yeah, man. And that was Otis from Watch the Throne by Jay-Z and Kanye. And I just want to jump in and just say this real quick and just say that this, you know, Jay had been a wild without having, you know, he had, again, all of his albums are hits, but he had taken a little break. And this was his comeback from a break. And he did it with his artist, Kanye. And that was the reason for this album. Not that Kanye hadn't made hits for him. Not that Kanye hadn't had successful projects. But that this was an opportunity for the the the, the label owner and his artist to make beautiful artistry. And I thought that this was what they were able to do. They took some soul samples. They took some real heavy boom bap beats and they pushed it all together to make a project that was very interesting. Again, I'm not saying this is the greatest project from either of the artists. I think both of the artists made better projects, but I'm saying if you talk about albums between two artists that weren't associated with one another, like they weren't like label, I mean, weren't group members, this is the best attempt at two artists from other genres. I mean, not other genres, excuse me. I'm, I'm using the wrong uh, verbiage from two artists that were not linked together as a group. This is the best album ever. Next. I'm, 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 I'm a hit. Here's, here's, here's how I'm going to hurt your argument. You said this was a comeback for Jay-Z, right? Not a comeback. This was him. You said comeback. He, and you said he, be maybe he means like, maybe he means like return to form. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes. Return to form. Because this album is sandwiched in between what a lot of people say is two of his worst albums. Yes. So that doesn't help your argument. No, I mean, it does help my argument. because No, because if, if, if he goes and watch The Throne, which you say is a classic, and then he goes to Magna Carta, which I think, I think Magna Carta is better than Watch The Throne. I don't know about that. I would not say that. I'd say I'd say four 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 is better than Magna Carta. Mm, I think I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. Okay, then. So what I'm saying is he had taken four 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 is better than Magna Carta. Yes. You can't get through. Watch the. Oh, you, you're killing me now. You're telling me you. 
I can get through Magna Carta. I can't get through Watch the Throne. Would you wait a minute? So is this is uh, hold on, hold on. So you uh, what you doing? Is what, is what you're doing is is this a, a rebuttal to me not liking Good Kid, Mad Kitty? You kidding me? You dis you dog Good Kid, Mad City, and you talk about artistry? All right, let's go on. Okay, because again, I love Kendrick Lamar. I just want to get that out the out front. Kendrick Lamar is probably the greatest rapper in the last 15 years of hip hop. He's the best. And his new, you know, his new project, which I've been listening to all day, unfortunately not getting ready for the show. I'm mesmerized. So again, I'm not saying that good kid, mad city is not that great. I'm saying that I like to pimple butterfly better. It's just a, a difference in opinion. It's not that I don't like the argument, but it's, it's, I, I can understand the difference of opinion because, like I said, there are people who say Section 80 is better than Good Kid, Mad City, but I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I'll say this. I'm shocked to hear that you skipped that many songs on the album. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did, unfortunately. And we'll move it on. But let's, hey, we'll let Reaper jump in and let him take the rest of this. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hold you up on that one, Reaper. Take it away. Oh, I don't really have much else to add. I will say, uh, <laughs> let's let's look at it like this. Typically, when you find a Jay-Z fan, people will say their favorite Jay-Z record slash the best Jay-Z record is Reasonable Doubt, it's Blueprint, or it's Black Album. And if you look at years, 1996, 2001, 2003, you could even say Mafioso, Soul Samples, just all out rap. You could look at it from a couple of different ways. It's kind of like, what kind of Jay-Z fan are you? What do you look to Jay-Z to, to give you? I guess you could say that. And maybe the same argument is there. I've never thought about this before. I'm thinking about it in real time. But maybe the same argument is there for Kendrick. Because Section 80 is gritty, sort of hungry, sort of on the grind. Kendrick, and you could even say some of his raps were a little bit better like more lyrical on section 80 and then good kid is the is the movie it's the production it's the 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 tale through the hood you know what i'm saying and then to pimp a butterfly is more like tapping into the artistry quote unquote it's it's experimental in some ways you know what i mean so maybe it depends on what you're looking for out of kendrick lamar what why do you like kendrick lamar because I've heard more than one person say to, to Pimp a Butterfly is the best album of the 2010s, best album of the last 20 years. I've heard that argument a ton of times. I don't like to Pimp a Butterfly. I don't like it at all. I've been saying for years that I was going to revisit it because part of me thinks it's uh, it was just so jarring after Good Kid because it doesn't sound anything like it, like it's a complete left turn, but that was on purpose, you know? So I don't know. Maybe I'll listen to it again. Does that make sense though to y'all? Y'all get what I'm saying or no? No doubt. I, I appreciate that 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 opinion was well thought out. Yeah. So all right, let's uh well boys, well boys, it's coming up. We've done three so far and we're coming up on fifty minutes. Y'all wanna do another go around or what y'all wanna do? <laughs> we we really need to do another go around. All right. And I'll try to chop this up and get us down in time. But we got to do a, we got to do another round. And uh, so the next album that we thought was. Uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, so that was one last time, guys. Don't mean to cut you off. But Jay-Z and Kanye West, Watch the Throne, 
2011. Uh, yeah. We're going back to Kev. Back to Kev. And Kev, your next one was? Freddie Gibbs, Bandana. All right. And uh, from that project, we're going to Palmolive. Here we go. Yeah, man, that was Palmolive by our man Freddie Gibbs. Uh, Reaper, take it away. Yeah, I I will have to actually uh, defer to Kev on this one. I've never heard Freddie Gibbs' bandana. I've never heard it. Um, I will say, though, I really thought when Freddie Gibbs was having his run, um, I want to say, what was it, 2014, 2013, 14, 15, something like that. Uh, I didn't like Freddie Gibbs almost at all, man. I thought he was really overrated big crit over big crit overshadowed him at that time yeah and i I really like big crit but again big crit no offense to big crit you know if you're listening big crit started to whine he started to be a crybaby man and it really got on my nerves but um i could make an argument for a big crit project or two for being a a modern day classic but um yeah yeah kev uh i'm looking up the uh discography right now so i'm gonna jump back in but go ahead and uh make your argument for this so this is the second album he did with uh mad lib yeah that early career you know i i'll give it to anybody he was he was kind of hit or miss there i think i think he he helped himself by getting with one producer and they doing a whole album together the first album he did with mad lib pinata and then they did they did this bandana i think they had two more but then he hooked up with alchemist and then you see he got a grammy nomination with alchemist so i could i would argue that he's he might be on the best run currently um i mean like he has like five strong albums in a row and i really think that you know it it helped push his career a little bit more got him a little bit more money even that little bit of trouble he got in overseas he was able to you know Work that out, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good album. I mean, it, it's still, you know, it has that gangster ish um, feel to it, but it has like a lot of soul samples. So it, it's, you know, like you were saying about the Jay Z era, it's, it's a little bit of that Jay Z ish soul samples. But this album in particular, uh, he he had uh, who he had uh, Anderson Pack on a feature. The song he just played was. Pusha T and Killer Mike on that feature. Then he has he has a feature with somebody else. Oh, uh, Most Deaf and oh, I can't think of the other person. But yeah, I, it's a good album. I think it's a good album. It's, I think it's worth listening to at least once just to give it a chance. 
I mean, honestly, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I think, you know, Mad Lib did an excellent job with production and, and Freddie Gibbs really stepped his game up. Yeah, I remember. So I looked up the discography. Uh, I remember listening to Straight Killer, No Filler, and being like, yeah, this is okay. And uh, Baby Face Killer, and being like, eh, this is okay. And then sort of hearing stray tracks from there, along with people just like, Oh man, Freddie Gibbs. Oh man, Freddie Gibbs. I'm trying to tell you, Freddie Gibbs. And I was just like, eh, go ahead with that. So, yeah, it, 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 like I said, it, Big Crit really overshadowed him at that time. And it really wasn't until he really hooked up with Mad Lib that he was, he was able to like really elevate himself. Yeah. You, you talked about Freddie Gibbs on, uh, did we review a Freddie Gibbs project? Uh, you talked about Freddie Gibbs on something in it. And I remember telling you, like, oh, no, when we did, no, you know what it was when we did, uh, what was it, Top MCs or Top? Yeah, something like that. Rap, no, no, Rap Report Card. That's what it was. He was on there. Yeah. Remember? And you was going super hard for Freddie Gibbs. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> <Freddie> <laughs> <Gibbs>. <laughs> Okay. Uh, play the uh, second one, and then let's uh, ask B. Wise what he thinks about this. All right, and now jump into it with another song we thought was notable from the track, and that's Crime Pays. Here we go. Made it through my whole month with my lights out. I seen bright a day. What's this shit getting me? How boy, you living? You die by the sky. Homeboy just caught HIV. He living deep down by the soul. Have we ever hit the same bitch before? Ain't nobody know. Have we ever hit the same bitch before? When nobody bitch. Niggas be fucking these hoes and say fuck insurance and doctor visits. Say fuck insurance. Yeah, I was uh, hoping that uh, Reaper would give us some filler on this. And again, I don't have nothing against um, Freddie Gibbs. Just this particular project, I think he was still a little green. And Mad Lib did a magnificent job with the uh, soul samples, with the artistic beats that he pulled out of this. And, and, and again, Mad Lib is an extremely talented producer. I just don't think Freddie was ready at this particular time. And I'm just going to say, that, and, and it's terrible that I'm only going to give him credit when he got with Alchemist. Cause again, you know, I got to show love for the producers he worked with in the past. But again, I think that the heart work that he put in with mad live got him to the position when he was working with Alchemist and which got him the Grammy Grammy nomination. If that makes sense, I'm sorry. Again, I like Freddie Gibbs. I think Freddie Gibbs is better than, than uh, uh, Benny the Butcher. I think he's better than West Side Guns. I think he's better than a lot of people who do gangster rap. You know, I think Conway the Machine and him are neck and neck. But again, that's just me and that's just my opinion. So I will pass it back to Reaper and let him finish this one off. Yeah, I think our consensus on this is going to be 
maybe we need to listen to more Freddie Gibbs or listen to this project and see if it is uh, living up to Kev's high praise of modern day classic. From what I've heard and all the uh, the Freddie Gibbs followers, maybe I haven't given it a fair shake, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Because I haven't, uh, I could, I could, I could insert another uh, modern day classic. Because that's the other thing, you know. We listen to so much garbage. You know what I mean? Doing this show or just sifting through tracks for the club or just, you know what I mean? I don't always want to put on something in my free time that's garbage. You know, like if I if I put it on and it's fire, well, good. But I don't know. Me and my personal time. I'd rather listen to a podcast, man, or listen to some lo-fi or, you know, watch a movie or something, you know, like I don't, I don't want (laughs) to. Can I, can I, can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Reaper, you're exposing us. You are exposing us, Reaper. I need you to know, I need you to let the listeners understand that all we do is listen to hip hop all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, (laughs) we do listen to hip hop a lot, but I mean. It's tiring if 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 you listen to stuff that you don't like, or if you listen to stuff out of because <laughs> it's your job, you know what I mean. Versus just listening <laughs> to stuff because because it's tight or because you really like with it. Yeah, yeah, it's hard nowadays. It's hard nowadays. But I think that's the I think that's the purpose of today's show is that, like you said, it's it's a lot of stuff that's not that good. Is is some stuff that's okay? Is some stuff that could be better, or is some stuff that's you know at least four stars? I think the uh, I think our level of acceptance has been lowered over the past twenty years. I'll say that, and I think that hurts the quality of music as a whole because we are we are. You know, people, I'm not going to say us, I'm just saying people as a whole are willing to accept lesser than demand something better. And then something B-Wise always says is that, like, the Pusha T argument, you know, okay, you did all this for all these years, like, what's next? It's like every album is different ways of saying something about dope, like, What's next? Like, when are you ever going to, you know, venture off into something else, or are you just going to stay in this one lane? And it's and you know, at times it gets tiring. Not to diss push the T, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just use that as an as an example. But I, I, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, though. That's what's up. All right, I appreciate y'all, fellas. Let's move on to Reaper's pick, and that is Wiz Khalifa with Kush and OJ. And the first track that he chose was the kid Frankie. Here we go. Kid Frankie, uh, I live life sucker free. That's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me. I get money realistically, and the homies show me love. Goopies wanna lead a club with me. Ain't nothing to a G. Let your hair blow in the breeze, roll some bomb ass weed. Get high, cruise at a jet speed. Do it like I do it for TV. Six seventy five, dollar year LV. Seven something with tax, and when I'm on the plane, got to carry on the match. Nigga, that's flash shit. Tryna beat game, little homie, just watch this. Champagne in my cockpit Talking about you got a man, mommy, just stop it Please As we proceed to give you what you need To roll up on me 
All right, that was the kid Frankie. <laughs> I'm gonna let uh, you know what I think. Uh, let's let Kev uh, jump in on this one. Kev, your thoughts on the kid Frankie? I, I, I remember this when it first came out. Um, I was very skeptical to listen to it because I didn't know what direction it was going to go in. But it was it was surprisingly good, you know. And and I think it it kind of goes back to that Mac Miller argument where. Um, this was a mixtape also, right? Am I right, Reaper? Yep. Yeah, so, you know, you have a little bit more freedom and you have a different way of expressing yourself. So, and, you know, I, I'm I'm more of a mixtape fan than an album fan because I really feel like an artist can just be, you know, just go with it and, and don't have to really have any restrictions from a label or anything like that. So, yeah, I think this is really like the, really that, one project that kind of put a lot of ears to who Wiz Khalifa was. I mean, you know, underground fans knew him, but other underground fans didn't know him. And I, and, and this, this mixtape actually got him a lot of buzz. So yeah, it was, it, it was, it was good. It was very good. And I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it to be that good. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that one. This was not my introduction to Wiz Khalifa, but it was definitely where I saw him maturing and saw that he was headed in the direction of uh, superstardom. And I'm not going to sit here and say he got to that point. Some other people would. I think he's not put out enough work to be considered in that superstar range, but that he definitely put out some quality efforts when he was making music. And uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to Reaper and, and let him uh, give us his uh, soliloquy on why he put this in the mix. Reaper, you know what, man? And this, this, I mean, this might come as a shot to y'all, or some people might disagree with me, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I think Cushion Orange Juice has more replay value than any album we're talking about today. Any album we talk about, maybe any album of the last, this whole era that we're talking about, 2010 until now, has more replay value. Like it's not super lyrical. It, it doesn't have this super duper bombastic uh, production or this super duper, I mean, it does sort of tell a story. It's got some interludes and stuff on there that, that bring it together. Um, and it has like, a, like a, a vibe that it's going for. But some of the, like when Raekwon came back and did Cuban Links 2, you know, it's like a story, but it's like a mafioso story or like Good Kid is like a, a tour through the hood or or even uh, YG's record is like that, or you know what I mean. We're telling stories here, but it's like if the story is, you know, their version of of Juice or, or Minister Society or something like that. What if you don't want to watch Minister Society? Like, what if you're not in the mood for that kind of thing? I think Cushion Orange Juice. It just feels good all the way through. The lyrics aren't super in your face, like that. You have to analyze what he's saying. There's some clever things here and there, but it's just like, you know, roll one of them J's and pour up some orange juice and sit back and chill. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. And uh, you want to play the next song first before I say the rest of my thing? Or, or yeah, do that. Play the next song. And then, uh, actually, no. I'm going to split my thing into two parts and then I'll tell you. When. So back when it came out, I'm going to set the stage for you guys. So I'm in college and... I'm following Wiz Khalifa. This is early Twitter days. 
So he had already had a bunch of stuff out at the time. He was putting out a ton of mixtapes. Flight School was out. Burn After Rolling was out. Um, he actually had his first uh, independent album on Rostrum Records. Deal or No Deal was already out. And it was just like, it was almost like building up to what Cushion Orange Juice would be. But he was promoting it, promoting it, promoting it. But he wasn't really saying anything. He was just posting pictures of joints or bags of weed and like glasses of orange juice, <laughs> you know, just really cryptic sort of tweets. And then he just put out the hashtag cushion orange juice. And then it just, the internet went crazy. And then it was just like, Oh, it's going to come out this day, this day. I didn't look up the, the release date of it, but it was like, it's going to come out this day. It's going to come out this day. And everybody on the internet is just, that's all they're talking about. We can't wait. We can't wait until it comes out. And then just for whatever reason, still don't know the reason to this day, he drops the album a week early or, or or five days early or something like that. I remember I'm sitting in the student union and my dude walks up to me. He's just like, man, Cushion Orange Juice is out. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, Because again, I'm staying. And again, I was working at a radio station at the time along with being a fan. So I'm, I'm, I got my ear to the street is what I'm saying. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Everybody knows it comes out, you know, April 23rd, whatever day it was. He's like, no, man, it's online right now. So I pull out my phone, jump on Twitter, and it's the number one trending topic in the United States. Everybody's talking about it. Man, I literally left the student union with my dude. We went back to the to the dorm. We put it on his speakers. He had big studio monitors in the dorm, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but we put it on, and we just sat there and zoned. He actually had a class. He skipped his class, and we just zoned and listened to the whole album front to back. And that was that. And then it proceeded to be the number one trending topic in the United States for, I want to say 32 days or something like that. It's just some of the servers even on, on that piff and on live mixtapes stopped working because people that's, they just was streaming it over and over and over and trying to download it over and over and over. And it's just, yeah, man, play that next song for us. Be wise. And here we go with the uh, glass house. Dance digital situation critical. Hate to make it so blatant, baby, but I ain't playing. Maybe you got me confused with one of them other dudes. I ain't none of them under their breath mumbling. Scared to tell them hoes what it is. You put yourself in that position. I chill with all that ball of fishing. You fucked around and you caught a shot. Cold heart, tell your feelings apart. I'm more focused on getting my rounds powder coated. One of the dopest, I'm scheduled one. You just ibuprofen. What is you smoking? Them bogus growers, they got you choking. The options open, you can hide with them suckers or ride low and get higher than the motherfucker. All right, man. And that was Glass House with our man Wiz Khalifa. And he was featuring uh, Currency and our man Big Crit on that joint. I'm going to jump in real quick and just say that, again, I, I think that this was a, a quality project from Wiz. And I think it was a great introduction from off of his mixtape run. And that this was what propelled him into superstardom for his career. And just say that for me, again, this album was very nice. I enjoyed it. I'm not totally on board with classic, but just to say that this was a great introduction to this artist. And that I actually thought that some of his production albums were more classic than this one. But that's just me. That's my opinion. I'm not trying to argue with anybody. Just say that. I really like this project, but that this was not what I thought would be picked for one of his classic albums. 
And uh, let's uh, shuffle it off to uh, KFK of your thoughts on Wiz Khalifa's cushion OJ glass houses. I think I can agree with the, I don't, I'm not sure if it's actually a classic, but I think it's memorable, especially for the time he came out, just like, you know, Reaper gave us this story of, uh, of his experience of when it dropped. And I think a lot of people have, you know, similar stories where they can remember where they were at on that day that it came out in the hype and everything leading up to it. You know, that's something that, you know, you have to recognize because I don't remember a lot of albums that I actually enjoyed. What where was I at or what was I doing the day that they came out? So, you know, I, I appreciate him sharing that story with us. I, I, you know, you know, when I do look at uh, Wiz Khalifa's discography, I think this is one of the albums or projects that stand out to me the most. So I can't I can say that this is one of his best bodies of work, but. I don't know, like overall, is it really a classic, but people do still, you know, bring it up in today's conversations or debates. I mean, it's, it. I mean, and at that time, and I was super heavy at that time. I was working at the radio station. I was writing a blog, started doing early like album reviews and stuff like that. And uh, it's the number one project of that year. Like I said, it's got to be top five. Maybe there's an argument if you want to push it down to six or seven for, but it's got to be top ten of the decade and top three best mixtapes ever made. You know what I mean? It and it helped along with Drake so far gone and uh, some of the other stuff that we're gonna talk about later or in a future episode, however we decide to do it. This idea of is a mixtape an album mixed album quality mixtapes you know it, it's one of the 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 benchmarks when you talk about uh that 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 philosophy that idea i would go out on a limb and say man maybe cushion orange is the best mixtape ever made like period man like i'd i'd stick my neck out for that cushion orange is fire man period up and down and like i said i think i think all the picks all my other picks all uh by's picks all kev's picks i think Cushion Orange Juice has better replay value than everything that we have listed or are going to list. And you know what? I think because of the lighthearted content, the the way that it's put together, the the interludes and stuff, I think it'll stand the test of time better than all of these records, too. And we're going to let you have that one. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to move on to uh, my next uh, album uh, that I thought was uh, notable. Well, here, just put a pin in it, y'all. So, uh, oh, oh, this is the last thing I wanted to say. I'm sorry, because I'm or be be wise. I don't mean Go to ahead. cut you off, man. I I always want to call you. So there was a shout out to my man B Cut. There's a DJ from France who uh, used to stay out here. But every time I I say B, I want to say B Cut because we used to DJ together. And you're not be cut, you're be wise. So forgive me, be be wise, not be cut. <laughs> but, um, so what I wanted to say is, uh, uh, so 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 originally, like I said, it came out on Datpiff, D A T P I F F, and live mixtapes. So listeners out there, when y'all go looking for this, try to pull it up there and and get a download. You can download it for free or stream it for free. Because they've re-released it to Spotify. I don't know if it's on Apple Music, but there are a couple of songs, track 
three is called We're Done, and it has a Demi Lovato sample in it. But for whatever reason, they couldn't get it cleared. So on the Spotify release, that song's not even on there. They just took it off, which is unfortunate because it's a good song. And there's a few songs labeled Remix, Never Been, and I don't have the track list in front of me, but I know a couple of songs are, it says hyphen remix or parentheses remix. If it says remix, the beat is not the original beat from the mixtape version, the original release. It had some kind of sample or something in it that they couldn't clear. And Never Been is the song that I wanted to recommend, but it has a sample. And I know this because I know fun facts. It has a sample in it from Chrono Trigger, a Super Nintendo game. A really tight sample, especially if you're into Chrono Trigger and Super Nintendo. But Nintendo is very stingy with the things that they clear. So it's not on the Spotify version. So go out of your way to find a mixtape version because the remix version on Spotify doesn't sound the same. It doesn't sound as good if you ask me. But that is the... Okay, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Before we move on. Yeah. Wait, it, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm understanding you correctly. You're still saying that Piff is still a live site. I don't know if that Piff is a live site. I know live mixtapes is, but if that Piff okay. is, you can search that. Or um, it might be on Not Right. Wow. It is. Well, there you go. Long live that Piff. Wow. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that piff is still live and it has current stuff. Yeah, man, I used to live on that piff. But um, they have Cushion OJ, the chopped the screwed version. There you go. That's that's a left a left turn. <laughs> I think I listened to that one too. But um, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that piff is live, you guys, and live mixtapes. Remember, that piff is D A T P I F F. Don't listen to the Spotify version if you haven't heard it before because it's not the same. And uh with that being said, be wise you got the floor. All right, and here we go with my pick for my next classic album from 2010 until current and let's get it. As I do so well. What in the like that? Man, it wasn't nothing like that first time She was in my math class Long hair, brown skin with a fat ass Sat beside me, used to laugh, had mad jokes The teacher always got mad, so we passed notes It started off so innocent She had a vibe and a nigga started digging it uh, I was a young and straight crushing Trying to play this shit cool But a nigga couldn't wait to get to school Cause when I seen them thighs on her And them hips on her And them lips on her Got me daydreaming, man, what? I'm thinking how she rides on it If she sits on it If she licks on it Make it hard for me to stand up As time goes by Her tracks is getting deeper Wet dreaming Thinking that I'm smashing But I'm sleeping I want it bad And I ain't never been all right, and that was my pick for classic album from 2010 to current, and that was Wet Dreams from Forest Hill Drive from J. Cole. And uh, I, I, I just got to jump out front because I know the cats, I, I know I know my hosts are going to beat this one up, and I'm just going to say that this was a pivotal project for the 2010s to 2020s. It allowed a mixture of of quality hip hop to what was radio hip hop during that time. 
of 2014. That's just my opinion is that he gave us some diversity because at that time, future amongst others were just beating up the airwaves and he gave you a, a refreshing uh, uh, a, a refreshing walk away from what was popular at that time. And uh, let's let uh, Reaper take the rest of this. Reaper. Yeah, man. I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting argument, man. Uh, I see what you did there by just playing the song and not telling us what the project was beforehand. I think there's an argument to be made because Forest Hills Drive is the best J. Cole album. Don't argue with me because it's the truth. But I think that's an interesting question. If 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 it's a consensus that J. Cole is one of the best rappers of the current generation. Maybe there's an argument for all time. And this is his best project. Does that make it a classic automatically? I don't know. I think there's some, you know, uh, causality in there. I think there's an argument. I think this is one of those, I think this is one of those, I'm down to hear an argument from, Maybe not a J. Cole fan, because J. Cole fanboys are too much sometimes. But I think if there's an argument saying Four Seals Drive is a classic, I would listen to it. And I don't know if I'm going to argue against it. But if somebody else said, no, nah, it's not a classic, and here's why, I wouldn't die on that hill either. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, Kev, you want to uh, – because I, I do like Four Seals Drive. But uh, Kev, what what do you say? <laughs> uh, we've done this album before. Um, I, I I'm this is the unpopular opinion. This I this album put me to sleep. So I oh yeah, you don't like you don't like Forest Hills. I remember. I remember. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this put me to sleep. So classic. I don't see it. And then you all tell me it told a story. You was like, "Oh, this tells this great story." Where I, 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 I didn't see, I didn't hear no story. It had a few good songs, but overall, no. So whatever everything BY said about uh, good kid, I, I'll say about this whole bunch of skippable songs. Yeah, I'm looking at the track list now. There's, uh, like you said, maybe the issues with sequencing. And I haven't heard it front to back in a little while, but uh, I remember liking most of it and listening to it a bunch in 2014. That's when I first moved to Shanghai. I was listening to it a bunch. I can actually remember me cooking, chopping up vegetables and stuff, listening to it. So (laughs) I I will say this. It was not curated very well, but that this project is by far one of the best projects of the 2010s till current based on, again, I know Kev said that he didn't understand the story, but for an artist to give everything about him, everything, I, I believe he gave everything from. But I still put the, here's, here's my thing. And, and everybody's entitled to their opinion and everybody likes what they like. But I feel like, I'm trying to figure out how Good Kid was skippable <laughs> and this album wasn't. But Good Kid, and you said this album wasn't curated well. Good Kid, I mean, it was curated very well. 
It was curated way better than this album. You know, you know what, Kev? I think you gotta just let that one go, man. Because, like, like we said, like, like if he wouldn't have put this album on there, I would have said nothing else. But you know what? He because again, the 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 slight turn that I tried to say, maybe different Kendrick fans like different things. Section eighty style versus Good Kid style versus To Pimp a Butterfly, and and further because I'll go out on a limb to 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 further back up this argument. I don't really like Reasonable Doubt. I'm not saying that it's terrible or that it's trash or that it's not. I don't I just really don't like it. I prefer how Jay-Z sounded post that, more like volume 2, more like Blueprint like later when he started to hit the peak. I mean, so maybe he just don't like how Kendrick sounded in the era and he thought he hit a peak with To Pimp a Butterfly. I think that's okay. That's a that's a that's a valid argument, but I, I the reason I'm disagreeing is because I think that you can compare Forest Hills Park to Good Kid, Mad City in the in the aspect of they both are story based albums. Sure. And 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 if and if if you had like like I you can't compare Reasonable Doubt to Blueprint, two totally different albums, and like and 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 it's. And it was this progression of Jay Z through the years, but I think that when when Kendrick made Good Kid, Bad City, he hit a groove and he just elevated from that groove. So if you want to say when Kendrick started to hit that groove at Good Kid, no, he started to hit that groove at Section Eighty. He elevated. He when Section Eighty dropped, he elevated and just kept going up. But for two albums that told stories, to say you know. I don't know. I, I just I I don't see where it's a huge difference between these two albums. And Good Kid, Mad City was sequenced better than this J Cole album. Yes, I agree. However, I mean everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I just I I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't heard a. I just it, I don't know. It, it this album, like I said, this album put me to sleep. <laughs> So it was. It was. I, I just don't see what the whole excitement is about this one album from J. Cole. Okay, so does it help that Kendrick said that this is one of his favorite albums? No, <laughs> no. So your your one of your favorite artists says that this is one of his favorite albums does not help. No. Okay, so again, there's nothing we can say to change it. No, I mean, but that, but. I mean, but there there are artists that there are artists that are fans of other artists that nobody really cares for. I understand what you're saying, but again, it doesn't matter what either of us say. You're just not going to like this album, so that's fine. And again, I did not say I did not like Good Kid, Mad City. What I said is that I preferred To Pimple Butterfly better. That that and again, you're making an argument. And you're taking it into a song that I thought was a classic, and now you're deconstructing what I thought was a classic, <laughs> purely based on the fact that I don't like the one album. Because again, I like every Kendrick project. I like every one of them. If I need that to be clear, I like every Kendrick Lamar project. He hasn't put out any music that I don't like. I'm just saying, for me, it goes to Pimple Butterfly. Good Kid, Mad City, damn. Then Section 80. That's just me. I'm not, we all are different humans. We're living on this planet in our own experiences. And for me, that's my preferences. 
you guys may have a totally different preference. All I'm saying is if we, if you like Kendrick, that's that's my that's that's my preference. If you like J. Cole, my preference is Forest Hill over other things. You know, Born Center. A lot of people think Born Center was better than this. There's a lot of people think Born Center is better than this. KOD. Some people think KOD is better than Born Center. I don't I'm not going to sit here and argue with you on what those things are. We are our 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 mission here was to choose songs that we thought were classics between an era. And I'm saying that if you look at this album as far as what it did for the artist and what it did for hip hop itself, that Forest Hills Drive did something for hip hop. And I'm saying that Good Kid Mad City did something for hip hop. And I didn't diss it. I just said, and I'm, and again, the, the, maybe this maybe this will end the end the argument. There are skippable songs on Forest Hill Drive. All right, it is a thirteen track album, right? I will tell you that there may be six and a half songs I like on the album, so that means I'm skipping half of the album. I preference this when I started talking, and you guys can go back and listen to the pro, the, the the tape that. I don't believe as far as my preferences are concerned, being a lover of hip hop from its ancestral beginnings. I'm talking about all the way back to Eddie Chiba, all the way back to Love Buck Starsky, all the way back to stuff that you guys would not even consider listening to. Back to that point. That's where I'm at. That's my that's my era. I am what hip hop was made for, for the young kids that was out here acting a fool in the 70s and early 80s to get us in line and try to help us to move forward in a positive manner. That's my era. What I'm saying to you guys is that for me, all of this stuff we're talking about, there's nothing that doesn't have a bunch of skips in it. So if the argument is you're, you're, you're disappointed that I would skip songs in good kid, mad city. I respect that. And I'll bow to you for that. But what I will say is that I believe that force Hill drive is a, is a album from the 2010s to 2020s that most hip hop fans would consider to be a song that has reverence, an album that has reverence. And I'll leave it at that. Reaper, finish this one off for us. Did you want to play another song? Before? Let me play another song. Sorry. Here we go. Next song, No Role Models. First things first, recipe sucker fail. For real. You the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. Fulfill. Listen, even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to her, nigga. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. 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 No role models. All right, and that was no role models. I did not play more of the song based on I wanted to highlight this particular track based on what he said and that this is this is like the Cosby show for kids from his era. Right. So for if you're over 40, Bill Cosby was your father. If you come from a single parent household, what he gave us in the opening line of this album was Uncle Phil, you were the only father I knew. 
and he knew his father, but that his father did not compare to Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. That statement alone for me makes this one of the most quality projects that's ever been put out since 2010, based on the fact that he gave everything that most young males from single parent households in his age range could talk about. That that's a that that's a line that you can say for anybody in his age range, and they'll say to you, Wow, man, that was cold. That was a cold piece of work he put in right there. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not trying to argue with nobody else the rest of the evening. You guys can give your opinions and I'm going to keep it quiet. Reaper, take it away. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's an interesting argument, though, that you said half of the songs are skippable. And I think your argument is more, uh, like you said, reverence or or an important album, a maybe a great album from 2010 to now but not a classic so i appreciate you uh proposing it for this this uh this round table that we're having this this argument because because everything i mean just even like with the freddie gibbs or even you know some people out there might not like cushion orange juice something's wrong with you but all of the proposed albums of today don't we aren't saying this is law these are classics if you don't like it stop listening we're not saying that we're we're proposing ideas because the whole question that we started with is are there any classics 2010 to present day because a lot of the classics seems like they come from 2009 and above or or pre-2009 so i think gentlemen this was a good argument Uh, we definitely have some more picks but we're actually running a bit long it's uh well no it is maybe around how how long some of the shows are we're going to go ahead and clock it today, fellas, at around a 90-minute mark. One more time, B-Wise, thank you for putting your picks together. And Kev, thanks for your picks. And uh, we don't always agree, but we can always have these discussions here on the Mix Era Rap Podcast. Kev, let them know the social media plugs before we get up out of here. You can catch us on Instagram at Mix Era P-O-D and... Twitter at Mixed Era Rap Reaper. What's your what's your plugs? As always at the three one three kid T H E three one three K I D on Twitter, Instagram, WeChat. Send me a message on there or Mixcloud if you like DJ mixes. And uh, we're gonna do some behind the scenes stuff. We've been talking about doing a live show for a little while. We'll see, and uh, we might have to follow this up with a part two. Maybe not next week. Maybe we'll save it for down the road, but uh, we'll see. We got to do some housekeeping, but we're going to get at y'all in just a minute. Be wise. Get us up out of here, man. All right. Definitely give us a thumbs up. If you're listening to us on any of our platforms, just like us and uh, follow us, please. I mean, that really helps us out. We're trying to push this movement forward. If you really appreciate what we're doing, uh, you can uh, hit us on Instagram and Twitter. And also, again, definitely like what Reaper said, we may not come back next week with part two, but there will be a part two of classic albums of 2010 till current. That's what's up. We out of here. Peace.